Hello, everyone. This is Ryan. And just before we get to Disney's America Part 2, I did want to make a little special announcement. Uh, we are launching our very first Ko-Fi. So if you go to ko-fi.com slash unbuiltpod, you can uh, join the Ko-Fi right now. You can either join it as a membership or you can just simply purchase bonus episodes. So what this is going to be is sort of like Patreon. Uh, there are two tiers. Uh, one is called the Dreamer tier, which is $3 per month. In that, you get exclusive content such as bonus episodes. Uh, you get special discounts. Discord access and you can direct message us. The Imagineer tier is going to be $5 a month. For that, you get all the items of the Dreamer tier. You also get all of the show notes that have been produced for the podcast until now. All 40-something episodes, you're going to get all the show notes for them. Uh, you're also going to get a sneak peek at what we're doing next, you know, a little uh, insight into the schedule. Uh, you can get your name read on the show, and uh, that will start um, from the episode after this, as long as you join by the time we record. And also, you get the episodes as I finish them. For example, this episode that I am uploading right now came out on Friday. But if you joined uh, when this Ko-Fi launched uh, this past Monday, you would have actually gotten the Disney's America Part 2 episode right then and there because I had already finished it. And sometimes I finish episodes pretty early before they're actually released. Sometimes they're only a day, but still you do get those episodes early. Now the great thing about Ko-Fi is unlike Patreon, you can actually go and for free you can browse the bonus episodes and just buy them and you could you could currently do that for the bonus episodes that we currently have. There are are also three lost bonus episodes from the show back when we just began we had these um, interim shows as you know we do a show every other week and these shows were supposed to go on the weeks that we were off and they were called building upon well quickly we discovered that uh, they didn't get the viewership or the listenership that it, we wanted it to so we quietly retired that three were produced and I still was holding on to those uh, many years later and um, even though the audio quality is not the best, we did improve as the time goes along. You could still listen to those if you even join the Dreamer tier or even, once again, you could buy them for a dollar. We do have all the bonus episodes in there and there are going to be more bonus episodes to come. Uh, if you're familiar with the podcast, we used to do bonus episodes just on a lark. If I found something to be you know interesting to talk about or have been too long without a show and we needed a show. Uh, I would do that. Uh, we're going to have more of them with uh, sillier, goofier topics. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy those. Those will be available, but you will also be able to purchase them at a dollar uh, when those episodes come out. And uh, we should be getting started on making those um, soon. So look forward to those. I have a lot of ideas. They're really crazy and fun. But uh, in addition to all of that, Outtake shows are still on the feed uh, and we're still going to be doing the Christmas in July and the Winter Break Fun Day. That, that'll still continue to be on the regular feed. I'm not going to put those behind a paywall. But uh, as for bonus episodes going forward, they're going to be at Ko-Fi. Once again, you've just got to ko-fi.com slash unbuiltpod. 
Red, you can join that Dreamer tier at $3 a month, or Imagineer tier at $5 a month, or just buy those episodes on your own, but enough of me yakking on. It's time for us to return to Disney's America, and I hope you enjoy it. Hear ye, hear ye! Unveil proclaims Disney's America episode must finally conclude! Those who have not listened to last week's episode shall be barricaded in the stocks next to Bob Weiss for foolish comments. Otherwise, please pop in ye earbuds and enjoy a tale of rich white dudes fighting each other over a bad theme park idea. That is all. of all ages to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast. Normally at this time, I would say with me today, as always, is my co-host Ryan Dorman, and then I would ask him how we're doing, and he would get like some banter, maybe would make some cynical comments, but right now he's not here, but he is going to be here along with our special guest Jalen Harvey for part two of Disney's America uh, thank you once again for listening to last week's episode, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in for the conclusion. It's a really great discussion of why it wasn't built, and also what if Disney's America was built. Trust me, you don't want to miss this, but enough of me babbling on. Why don't you actually listen to it yourself? But first, this. So why wasn't it built? And you can see the major thing is on this map. And you can see where the Manassas National Battlefield Park is. And you can see where the Disney's America parcel is. This is very important, okay, in telling the story. They are not in the same space, okay? Yeah. Very, very important there. This is probably the most loaded of the why wasn't it built ever, like, hugely hugely controversial thing as it was originally proposed the theme park would add 1900 jobs and generate 50 million dollars in tax revenue eisner gained the support of both virginia's outgoing and incoming governors outcoming governor said that uh he was pleased to have disney come to you and alan the new governor said he would promise to kick down any hurdles that would hold at the park so virginia officials the the people atop they really they wanted this uh many local citizens including the head of haymarket historical commission supported the project for economic reasons haymarket pretty small and uh they they wanted it uh, Peter Rummel, uh, president of Disney Design and Development, stated that the park was designed to be a one-day experience, and the goal was to make history real, but also make it fun. Rummel also acknowledged that creating entertainment around historical events such as slavery and the Civil War could be controversial, but he elaborated that intelligent story properly told shouldn't offend anybody, but we won't worry about being politically correct. 
Uh, you know, remember this is the '90s. Uh, a little different that term uh, being back then. Uh, although Disney did not ask for concessions at the announcement in 1993, the company warned the purchase of land options would not proceed without improvements in roads and infrastructure, which again is something they almost always ask for. Uh, Universal also asked for that a lot. Uh, for example, the Frisco Park, uh, they asked for Frisco for that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Allen proposed $163 million in state of Virginia spending, one of the costliest incentive packages offered to date, to improve the roads at the proposed Disney site the free relocation costs and promote tourism in the area uh this also included widening the freeways as well uh in addition prince william county had requested 50 million in loans from virginia to improve water and sewer lines public opposition to the theme park and associated development was stronger than disney had expected especially from a vocal group of prominent historians named protect historic america and so uh pha they're very important into this uh so it's a bunch of these historians and uh so historian david mccullough described disney's america as a potential commercial blitzkrieg uh james mcpherson warned that sprawl would desecrate the ground over which men fought and died keep in mind we are five miles away from the actual battlefields we are not on the battlefields Okay, and the historians Hmm. technically do state this, but by putting this ahead in the media, they're actually suddenly stirring the pot and making people think they want to build the theme park on an actual battlefield ground. Uh, and and this is actually what becomes the public perception. And, uh, it's, you know, uh, you know, the the misinformation campaigns or disinformation campaigns of uh, nowadays are, are obviously way more nefarious. But uh, you could you could very much see them like manipulating this sort of way. And there's there's definitely motivations at play, which are less than less than uh, ideal, let's just say. Uh, so they wanted protection of over 8,700 square miles from any large-scale developments. But Bob Weiss, who went to speak mm-hmm. to the media, he didn't help at all. And this is what Jalen's been referring to a lot. I actually have a great story. I have a great story about this. I have a great story. I have a great story. Something very similar <laughs> happened to me. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> Perfect. Let's, uh, let me say it first, and I'm going to let you say it. Uh, so this is his comments. This is not a Pollyanna view of America. We want to make you a Civil War soldier. We want to make you feel what it was like to be a slave or what was it like to escape through the Underground Railroad. Oh, Oh, God. What were you thinking when you said that, buddy? (laughs) He wouldn't stay with the company for long, right? (laughs) He did not. Uh, He went, he resigned over this, uh, and then he was brought back uh, many years later to revive Disney's California Adventure. (laughs) I, um, back in college, (laughs) I was in my American Histories class. I went to, um... My first year in college, I went to a school called Florida Polytechnic down here, which is like a tech school. And we were in class. It was only black kid in class, by the way. Mm-hmm. Only black kid in class, white professor, white kid. And the, the professor meant well. She was a very nice lady. She misspoke. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. She misspoke. But basically, we're talking about like 1950s 
America. And we and she was like, okay, just imagine if you could. Now, I'm just going to give a scenario. Right now, we are all black. And I just put my head down. On the, <laughs> I just put my head on the damn table. Oh. I was like, good boy. I was, and I just let out a giant sigh and groan. She was like, wait, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. And I was, <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how to. I was like, it's. It's okay. It's it's okay. Well, it's okay. You you're doing fine, sweetie. It's okay. <laughs> don't show. I know you didn't mean it in an offensive way. I, I know you didn't mean it in an offensive way, but there's a better way you can go about that. Like it, it was like when she said, "Imagine if I was black." I just you know like when Miss Frizzle would take them somewhere and take them somewhere and they would magically change. Mm-hmm. I just imagine just magically thought that just slowly their hair would get curlier and they just became like dark <laughs> and they just met them size and like the dicks grew three inches bigger like it was just Aww. the it was, it was just, I, I didn't even ask if i could cuss on this podcast did I? Yeah, go ahead i don't care like i, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know but like yeah it's it, it was just one of those things where it's like this happens a lot. I know that in, in the defense of Bob Weiss, I know he did not mean to say it in the way that he did. At least I want to hope that he did not mean to say it in this way, especially because you're on public record saying this stuff. I definitely don't think he meant to say it like this. And not gonna not gonna lie, a lot of y'all get tripped up when you say things um, about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can I can understand just slipping up and saying the wrong thing. He I don't think he should have been completely tossed out of the window but i think eisner should have just put him aside like how he did was like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) 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 bob 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 we're on on the air what are you talking about (laughs) like i'm losing money already you gonna make me lose more oh my god (laughs) so uh. so eisner would later disavow the comments from uh bob weiss and he said he He's misspoken and was not used to speaking to the media. In his memoir, Eisner says that the exhibit didn't exist. And that's interesting because Bob Weiss has a very different um, iteration of the story. He walked back the comments and then said that Disney shelved a potential slavery exhibit, which was actually being consulted on by James Horton, who was an African-American history professor from George Washington University. So it seems like Disney wants to you know, like very quickly br- brush this under the rug. Like we never, we never would do, we're never going to do that. And it's clear that they were, they were thinking about it. And I, I, I have to wonder what that was. All literally I looked everywhere and all I could found was that this was a, quote unquote slavery exhibit which was being consulted on by james horton that's literally all i can find um now you said you saw a concept art i think i saw a concept art like years ago this was years and years and Mm -hmm. years ago i'm I'm talking about years ago like when i was in high school so i'm 26 right now this would be like my freshman sophomore year 14 15 it was like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. where i remember seeing some concept art of like a small little village in that Mm -hmm. where you could actually see that it was brown people now i hope i'm not mixing it up with the native american village but i definitely mm-hmm. believe i saw like the concept art for it I, yeah i feel like I, it's burned into my brain like right. to the point where i can see everything i don't know how i would i don't know how i would feel about it if there was one it depends on i i think execution and everything that's going to 
be like my main topic when we get to build it or not but i disney with how disney handled splash mountain with letting a white man from the south adapt the Mm -hmm. adapt a movie that was already adapted from a book that was stolen from a white man from the deep south um i would have absolutely no faith the only white imaginary i trust at this point to do stuff like this is joe road if joe road was on the project (laughs) and he was doing (laughs) and he was doing the slavery one i'm 90 percent sure because you know he's he's just He's he's got Joe Rowe is is he's he's the imagineer version of Tom Hanks. I just feel safe yeah. around him. That's I true. Feel, I feel safe around him. I feel he like he's understanding. You know, so like I, I trust I, him. If anybody can, the way that he designed, like Harambe is one of my favorite theme park lands of all time. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love what he's done. I love the story in the background, and I, I absolutely love everything about that and how reverent he does it. So I I think. I don't know how I would feel about it. What would it be if it was going to be one of, like I was saying with the other slave exhibits and the plantation exhibits that actually take you through life? There's something that like, and this is from, I don't know how it is with you guys. And you again, not to throw it back to Dorman, who's like a movie buff, but mm. I'm sure you guys have seen like slave movies before. Some of y'all have probably mm-hmm. seen sure. slave movies, yeah. anything from like Django all the way mm. to Roots or 12 Years a Slave or anything like that. Like anything that was right. super racially charged from the era, which how it could not be. It's dealing with slavery. What am I talking about? <laughs> anyway, um... When it, as a black person, when you go through these exhibits or watch these movies, you have to, you end up leaving with the feeling of feeling mad and or sad mm-hmm. or depressed. So I would have to, and and to me, I don't want to have a feel good slave story. I don't right. want, I want yeah. it to be a triumphant slave story where they can get away, but I still do want to feel angry and sad about it. I don't want my whole entire thing to be joy and exhilaration. So I think it just goes back to the same way with the steel mill. Like, can you do something that is entertaining in the sense that it is made to entertain but not so much to entertain to get a good feeling out of it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the the tough thing, right? Is because you'd there's another part of the park that has a fucking Muppet show in it, and another right. one with a baseball roller baseball and roller coasters. So, like that is the the well that that's the tough bit is like you know let's say you these generally when you go to like one of these charged museums. Um, like let's say the African American History Museum, that's like a full day thing, and it'll it'll put you it'll it'll it's enough going through the truth of history that I think you kind of shut down. I, I would feel weird going on a roller coaster, then going to see a academic interpretation of slave quarters, right, and then go see the Muppets. You know, it's well. Like, uh, well, this will be the only. Also, part of the reason why I don't know if I believe Bob Weiss is like this will be the only part of the park that is purely educational, mm. right? So like yeah, everything it would else have to be, yeah. Because yeah. this is like this. The way that you would have to structure this is like so. If you go to Mount Vernon, there's a the the slave quarters are there, and you can see that, and you can read about it. It's presented as a museum, just like the rest of the place. That seems like it's the only tasteful way to do it. But number one, two things. Number one, that is incredibly. It's a lecture, and you have to lecture this because it's important to be accurate yeah. and reflect mm-hmm. the problem but a lecture in a theme park i don't i can't think of anything in a theme park right now that's pure yeah sure yeah you know you, everything uh, the angle uh, the is to entertain and right how do you entertain about exactly it's it's depressing people 
is it could you know derive from education but it does not derive from entertainment really yeah or it would you know have to the be... entertainment that makes you want to go buy a souvenir and a corn dog you know yeah right mm-hmm. it would have to be something along the lines of a lot of this stuff seems like the best way to do any of this would be a walkthrough attraction like how some of these museums do where they really just in very theatrical ways show how intense these experiences are. I don't think you're going to have the Kunta Kinte experience where you're going to see a slave whipped in the middle of town square or you're going to be whipped yourself. I think you're going to be able to hear, you know, all of the carnage and the rape and the just killing. Mm. And I don't think, I mean, I would, I like a street atmosphere and Nat Turner show. I would love that. I would, Mm. I would love I would laugh so hard at that. And if they called it, I don't know, something hokey, like when Negroes attack, like a 1950s <laughs> Pulp Fiction movie. <laughs> but like, I I don't know how, like, I don't know how intensely you can go with it because, and I think this also goes with my over, like just feeling with, you can't do a slave village without touching on all of the horrors of slavery. Mm-hmm. I mean, we recently just found out that the wooden teeth from George Washington was a myth. Those were slaves' teeth. They yeah. just ripped out slaves' teeth to put right. in there. Mm-hmm. How slaves were being used as living cadavers at medical colleges where they would cut them open while they were still alive and operate on them. To the point where for years the medical industry made up the lie that black people don't feel pain or don't have the same sensitivity to pain as white people. Like it's it's so many it's it's not even just talking about the rape. It's also how there's different plantations where there wasn't just plantations for cotton and for field stuff. There were were plantations for bricks and for clothing. There are bricks that you can walk down right now that have children, slave children's handprints in them like. Can a Disney park really, really seriously hold a mirror to America and show them the true horrors of slavery? And are they going to do that? I don't think so. I think they have the talent and the Mm -hmm. technology to do it, but I don't think they have the cultural awareness. And I don't, especially not in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And I don't think think they have the willingness at all. They don't have the willingness or the stomach, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. to do something like that. I don't think they could. That, that's the other thing is like, you know, you go to a museum, you go to a real plantation. These are like real, they're real things. You you take a real building and you show it off. I think what's a little weird to me is that they would have to then rebuild slave quarters for a theme park. Like you mm-hmm. would, you not, it's not the same thing as presenting real history. You would have to be recreating real history in like a fictitious way to then present yeah. it as a museum. Like um, if, if we're going by Weiss's words, it would seem that this slavery exhibit is literally a walkthrough attraction where you escape through the underground railroad. And there is no way in my mind to make this without seeming incredibly either insensitive or, uh, you know, kind of glor- uh, like glossing over so many of the horrors and atrocities that come with it. I I don't know how you do this is, is pretty much a, 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 with the Disney company. I just I don't see it. I just don't. I, could, I mean, 
if they did do this, I would have to do the same thing, like how they're doing with Tiana, where it's just like you let somebody black mm-hmm. lead yeah. the show and they're just you're helping them develop it with your talents. You don't yeah. really get a say in the message and everything like that and just fund it. And Disney's just produce Disney's the producer, they're not the main creative head on this. It would have to be some real historians in it. And mm-hmm. you know, Alex Haley passed away in the late nineties, I mean the late eighties, early nineties, so they couldn't call on him anymore yeah to lead this because i think if anybody was going to do this it would have been alex haley yeah for sure it's i am fairly interested in this if this was like a, i've had you know thoughts of what a black disneyland would look like as from a black perspective from a black man or a black woman who made their own disneyland based off of black history and i you can't ignore slavery and i think that if it's from a black person doing it i think it would be fine but i don't know yeah. about a white company doing it right i also at the same time am thinking to myself like okay i would like to see this timeline what do you serve for food no <laughs> is, is, are we getting slave food are y'all eating chitlins like the rest of us God. are y'all going to be <laughs> no. out here eating peas and okra with the rest of us are y'all gonna be having these yams are sweet are you no you guys will not be having pumpkin pie here we eat sweet potato pie that's what mm. you guys <laughs> what are we going to eat here what is the what is the the show because every land is going to have a show is it going to be spirituals being sung which i'd be okay with a little bit of spirituals being sung i don't know is it going to be like bring a white child into the middle of harambe square and have them do a goofy little dance or try to sing like what does this look like because mm-hmm. in my example in my eyes i'm thinking the closest the blackest thing that exists in the disney park to me right now currently is harambe mm-hmm. and it's entertainment and what it does for its live entertainment incorporates a lot of audience participation and i wonder if they are going to do the same thing and a lot of street atmosphere is audience participation so i don't know if you do something like that in this area what do you do how i think this would have to be the point like this specific part of the park would have to be 100% serious but yeah. to your credit at the same time I was saying the other night to a friend of mine that if the Muppets redid Roots I would watch it I would watch Muppets <laughs> I would watch Muppets I would watch the Muppets can do anything and I will watch it. <laughs> I will watch it. I will watch it. I, I didn't care about the Christmas Carol until I watched the Muppets. Like, so I, 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 would, I really. Would the one human be Kutikinte? Like, uh, oh, you know, no, it's Kermit's always one human. <laughs> Kermit's Kutikinte. <laughs> Kermit's Kutikinte. Oh my gosh. Okay. Miss Piggy is Kizzy, uh, and Chicken George has to be Gonzo. <laughs> like I, I've, I've been thinking about this. I was hanging out with Emory Arts at Universal a few <laughs> days ago, and we were literally talking about this. And I thought to my, and I made up the fan casting right then and there. Nice. And Sam Eagle is obviously the slave owner. Like it's, <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> like it's, 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 and like it, it, it really has to be. It's just so much of I would love the Muppets can do anything. The Muppets could do Muppet Pulp Fiction. I would watch the Muppets color purple. I hate the color purple. I know this is going to be a lot. This is going to be like you, you probably have two other black listeners right now and they're yelling at the radio for me telling that. We're not supposed to admit that, but it's a movie that's filled with nothing but sadness and despair. And it's the only black one that Spielberg ever did, and it's just nothing but sadness and despair up until the last 15 minutes. It, it's so depressing. I hate 
hate the color purple. I hate it, and I hate I hate the color purple so much. It's so sad. It's just sadness. The movie. Oh, sorry about this rant. <laughs> it's okay. If you want to listen, if you go to my podcast, you know about these things. This is a regular. Uh, it's a regular podcast for all things, but mostly Disney stapled of me just ranting about stupid shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the park was locally popular in Haymarket, but it was despised by historians uh, and was also despised by the farmland trust who were very worried that the orchards would be threatened these are the these are the only like mostly the oppositions that i kind of sort of sympathize with and and uh, we'll get into more of that uh and there were surrounding areas nervous about what would happen to the country area uh proponents of the theme park allege that protect historic america was merely a front to advance the interests of wealthy landowners who own land close to the planned development. Disney projected up to 35,000 automobiles per day, which raised traffic and pollution concerns among local residents. And you can see in the show notes, there's a little uh, placard that they give out to people. says, take a second look, Disney. Haymarket is the wrong place. There are better locations. Um, and uh, so, of course, Colonial Williamsburg also joined the fight. They're nervous about yeah. possible endangerment to their tourist base as Disney was courting educational outreach as well. Uh, so New York Times ran an op-ed that said, Virginia, just say no to the mouse. And this is what it says. If Disney walks away, Virginia's economy will still be sound and its role as a custodian of important national resources will be stronger. They're right. Uh, as for parents who want to give their children history, let them, like generations before them, make the trip to Prince William County. Let them sit at Manassas and listen for the presence of the dead. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> like, all good. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just like really like sledgehammering that. Depress your children, please. Uh, suddenly, Democrats in the Senate passed a resolution to block Disney from building the park. And a lot of these senators were Civil War buffs who were opposing to have Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck teach them about America. And for the record, as we saw in that proposition, there was no Disney characters proposed to be included in the project, if you noticed. None. Now, we did talk about Pocahontas briefly, but that was not in the original per- perspectives of it. Neither were the Muppets, by the way, who technically weren't owned by Disney yet, but, you know, could see as, like, humorous characters. So there was no Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or anything like that. So, again, just like the Battlefields thing, a lot of, like, mixed messaging, misinformation getting out there. But, you know, with the 90s, there's not much internet uh, to have at all. So it's very easy to, you know, misinterpret things yeah um on june 22nd 1994 a senate subcommittee hearing was held in regards to the validity of the proposed development of disney's america elected officials and disney executives testified in support of the project while historians testified in opposition colorado senator ben nighthorse campbell was embarrassed by the subcommittee saying that the u.s senate has no business refereeing every mickey mouse dispute around the country and i have a feeling that's gonna be happening against (laughs) (laughs) of course several republicans ironically argued in favor of state rights for this 
Uh, honestly, the whole ordeal was kind of terrible for everybody. Uh, Senator Dale Bumpers, Democrat of Arkansas, chairman of the Public Land Subcommittee, is the leader that the hearing on Disney was just informational. It was just just to get our uh, just get, get some questions answered. But of course, it was widely speculated the wealthy donors behind protect historic America pressured Congress into making a splash about this to unnerve Disney. So again, there's this whole thing with this protect historic America. They're using these historians to kind of prop up they're like uh, th- uh, to, to to get them off the land because they don't want them there because they want to do what they want with the land mm-hmm. and that's that's going to come into play later so in the show notes there's also some uh historical cartoons with uh <laughs> with goofy the proposed disney american history history theme oh, park no, will be split in the nine playlands of themes that include slavery in america and the wrenching era of the vietnam war and you no. have goofy in the vietnam war there Oh, that's that's awesome. That's I, loved, I loved hearing Mickey read the Emancipation Proclamation in his funny little voice. <laughs> that's at the very bottom. I figured that Manassas, okay, that's just petty. I love yeah. it. That's actually really petty. I love it. That's my type of petty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and then another one is, okay, game, let's enact the battle. And this time, Goofy, you lead the charge. Again, like 100%, they're thinking that Disney is going on the battlefield grounds. Right. And Protect Historic America really muddied these waters. Yep. Yeah. and really- fun? <laughs> I think that's Roger Rabbit right there. No, but yeah, well, yeah, and yeah, then I meant the bald guy. Is, no, I think that's oh, no, that's dopey. dopey. That's dopey. Oh, that's, that's definitely dopey. How yeah. without the hat is it really? Yeah, dopey? you wouldn't yeah, know. That you looks like know. It's just some bald yeah, guy. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> and I think oh yeah, and I noticed one of them's Pooh Bear. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who the dog is supposed to be. Goofy um, is the but, Confederate. Yeah, but yeah, the again, like 100, they think they're building on manassas but they're they're five miles away from manassas uh, in June 1994, Eisner lays out a response. And he goes, Disney's America will not only replace our historical sites, but rather will add to their luster by enthusing our guests about events that occurred here and the people who took part in them. We are confident that our project will actually encourage more people to visit historic areas. And we believe our presentation of the American heritage can make a significant national contribution to the important cause of historic preservation. We plan to use all the tools available to us, filmmaking, animation, environments, music, music, interactive media, live interpretation to bring the American experience to life. We are working with historians and other experts to make a Disney of America an engaging and genuine encounter with America's past. Together, we have identified some common themes that run with, through the American experience. Our persistent resistance to injustice, our quest for tolerance and inclusion, our history of rising to challenges, our faith in the promise of the future, and our belief that ordinary people can accomplish extraordinary things. We believe that every person, particularly the children who can touch history and sense the emotions of a time and event, will be impelled to learn more. This is the vision and purpose of Disney America. (laughs) He goes on to a Washington Post interview and says... I sat through many history classes where I read some of their stuff and I didn't learn anything. It was pretty boring. I guess I can say I objected some of their stuff. <laughs> you really like going off like on these like uh on teachers and history classes. It's like not really the uh thing that you want to do, Michael, but okay. All right. 
Uh, he was surprised that he was, wasn't champion as he made room for jobs, economic growth, and an ability to have people, yet his quote, high on history. Jesus. <laughs> so then he takes historians to Epcot and has them watch the American Adventure, and they all hated it. So he Damn, takes them like all to Epcot. Yeah, and then they take them to the Hall of Presidents, but they really like that. <laughs> Um, what yeah whoa whoa hold on time yeah. out time out time out mm-hmm. now look i don't like all th- i don't like any of the three like major attractions but if it, if it, if anything the tier it's american adventure great moments of mr leakin and then all the way in the subterranean depths <laughs> of hell it is hall of presidents Whose man's is yeah. this? Apparently, oh they liked it because so boring. apparently the thing was is that the American Adventure is like at this point like 15 years old, yeah. And the Hall of Presidents had just been redone. I think Maya Angelou was the narrator, and Bill Clinton was the new president that was in it. I don't know what they liked about it, but apparently they really liked the changes that they have done to it since the last time they saw it. This is what they said. So. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really watched that version of All the Presidents because, you know, I'm a Disney dork, but I'm not I'm not watch all versions of All the Presidents dork. No way. But uh, yeah, so I don't know what it was that they liked about the Hall of Presidents, but apparently they really liked that one. <laughs> but they still didn't really trust Disney with this. Uh, several setbacks occur, including a new analysis that further Disney's America's seasonal closure from two to four months, decreasing revenue by 20% and construction costs were raised. And the Pretoric Historic America group took out a full-page ad with some less-than-savory quotes from Eisner with the headline, The Man Who Would Destroy American Wait History. Wait a minute. I just thought of something. Yeah? Why didn't he just pay them off to lie? <laughs> I, I just thought about that. Like, you run one of the biggest corporations in the world. Like, just throw them a couple of bands and tell them, like, look, shut up. Here's a million dollars. Here's a million dollars. Like, if I'm Michael Eisner, I'm just throwing a million dollars and just because in the long term, I'm going to make that back probably my first year if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. Throw them a million dollars. Tell them to go somewhere and to shut the hell up and to leave me alone. Like, that's the problem with Michael Eisner so much. He wants to fight back and he wants to be like such a tough guy. No, just throw money at the problem because these people are as fickle. They are professors. You think they make this much money? Well, they that's the thing. They are, they're definitely being paid by the people from Protect Historic America, which again are. Outbid. Outbid. The only yeah, outbid. Yeah. Outbid. <laughs> just outbid, outbid them. them. They give them a million, give them two million. Yeah. At some point, somebody's going to, the, the back is going to break. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you're the one who's cracking it like a Kit Kat. Good mm-hmm. God. The problem, the biggest problem is that the public perception is really souring on Disney at this point. Um, once again, I keep saying this. Pretty much everybody thinks that Disney is building a theme park on Battlefield Land. Yeah. Like at this point, it doesn't matter what the actual facts. That is the information that Protect Historic America wants to give to you. Uh, in August 1994, Disney actually retooled the project in Disney's American Celebration. So it's no longer called Disney's America because a lot of historians like objected to this. They didn't want like it, so it to feel like Disney owned America or this is Disney's version of America. 
there's a smaller version. This is less focused on history and more focused on Mer- American ingenuity. Uh, uh, it would include uh, the Muppets, Ellis Island film, and the state fair section. But now the state fair section has hog races in it. Uh, it also are a bunch of factory tours of various companies like Corolla and, uh, Corolla and Apple. Um, and there was also allegedly a version of Epcot's The Land Pavilion. I'm not sure that's right. That would true. make sense, I guess, in the yeah. family farm section to do another. Maybe. I, yeah. I guess it would make sense to do mm-hmm. a, a living with the land at the American farm section, I, right. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you just said, what was it? I just passed by it. Uh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. The state fair section now has yeah. Hog now race. it has hog animatronic, races. Yeah, animatronic or real ones. That's my. Uh, that's a good, good one. Yeah, perfect. I would love a animatronic hog race. That would be awesome. Uh, it, there was a dining district called the Streets of America with regional food like deep dish Chicago pizza, St. Louis ribs, Cajun food from New Orleans, and seafood from the Eastern Seaboard. They even wanted to do a golf course and, of course, a DVC hotel. And what? lots, yeah, yeah, and lots of live entertainment. So this is much smaller. Uh, they're scrubbing out so many things out of this, uh, and uh, but it wasn't enough to prevent what happens in mid September 1994. So, uh, but before we get on to that, what are you guys' thoughts on Disney's American celebration? Sucks. <laughs> it's I like mean, easy. It's cheap. Yeah, go bigger, go home is mine. Yeah. Well, it's just cheaper. It's and and yeah. nothing yeah, on yeah. there seems interesting. Like the factory tours of Crayola and Apple are forced. The Boudin bread factory, but mm-hmm. for crayons, is not nearly as interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It, I don't. To me, like the original idea, and I guess we'll get to it already, isn't that enticing to me. So being so cutting it way down, doing it way cheap. And having it feel more like a mall uh, or like yeah. a children's museum is a bit mm-hmm. odd. It, the golf yeah. course, I guess, you know. But if the problem they were having was like you're using too much of this land, a big golf course probably isn't going to do them any favors. It's not going right. to help. No, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, it's not. The DVC thing, I, I think the hotel is, is fine, but the golf course thing is it's a little much if you ask me mm-hmm. because it just rubs it in more that this isn't something that is being taken seriously yeah and adding still doing the muppet ellis island film and i i can understand to a certain point what eisner is like okay well they don't want me to do history stuff mm-hmm. right let me do fun stuff well they don't want you to do it that either they just yeah. don't want you there go they don't take exactly the they just don't want you there Mm-hmm. That's that's nail on the head right there. They just don't want you there. And who are they? A lot of rich dudes. That's who pretty much wants you gone out of there. And they're really manipulating the media to like really make that known. Now, whether or not historians would have taken um action against this without a bunch of rich nimbies i'm not sure uh probably uh considering what bob weiss said oh yeah but i don't know if it would have gotten this violent uh without them uh in particular mid-september 1994 a crowd of 3,000 protesters including ralph nader staged a march in washington dc opposing the park Specific objections at the march included Disney's president for of lobbying for and receiving state concessions for a Disney-owned privatized governing yeah. district in Florida. <laughs> that sounds very familiar. And skepticism about Disney's plan to make you feel what it was like to be a slave. Again, 
they could not get that to wash out of there. Nope. Uh, you know, they, that stuck. That stuck there. So pretty much right after this, they, they throw in the towel. And so Peter Rommel comes out and gets seeds. We remain convinced that a park that celebrates America and exploration of our heritage is a great idea, and we will continue to make it work to make it a reality. However, we recognize that there are those who have been concerned about the possible impact of our park on historic sites in this unique area, and we have always tried to be sensitive to this issue. While we do not agree with all the concerns, we are seeking a new location so that we can move the process forward. Despite our confidence that we would eventually win the necessary approvals, it has become clear that we cannot say when the park would be able to open or even when we could break ground. The controversy over building in Prince William County has diverted our attention and resources from the creative development of the park. Implicit in our vision for the park, it was the hope that would be the source of pride and unity for all Americans. We could certainly not cannot let a particular site undermine that goal by becoming a source of divisiveness. So this happened on September 28th. Uh, they resigned from the project, uh, and uh, in the time of Disney's America's development, Frank Wells died in April 1994. Um, in the Imagineering story, Eisner remarks that he may have had the will to fight it if Frank was still around, but with Euro Disney tanking and the public perception heading south, he threw in the towel. <sighs> Very sad. But then they try it again, but this time in California. <laughs> So Knott's Berry Farm was on sale in 1997. And Dorming, you might have remembered this from way back. We did that Knott's Berry Farm farmed out. And that's right. this was uh this was after this threw uh, this caved in, and that's when they went on sale. And Disney goes, hmm. So it was already somewhat American focused, but slightly more Californian, and included a replica of Independence Hall, just like at Disney's America. Yeah. So they thought, okay, let's stretch that out to be the entrance, and let's once again put the Hall of Presidents in there. Oh, God, the Bigfoot and Rapids—they would turn into Lewis and Clark. And okay. um, if you ever been there to Knott's Berry Farm, they do have a uh, Native American section with the Mystery Lodge, uh, so they could keep that. Uh, Ghost Town would remain the same and the reflection bay would be turned into freedom bay and then once again they would put in that ellis island and muppet movie that they wanted to do and tony baxter even says oh yeah and they were thinking of taking the monorail and stretching it from not disneyland to knots which i don't know how you do considering it's a bunch of residential areas yeah yeah from and i'm to buena park how do you do that uh, and the knots family tears these pro- uh, proposals and they go hell no because of course they're the nods family and they their specific um notifications they had to keep the name knots in there so they wanted to keep it as knots berry farm but it is it is nuts to think that for a second they were like hmm maybe we can revive this concept that knots berry farm. god imagine if they actually went through with that sale that would be weird as hell wouldn't it Oh my god. You have to drive down the five to go from one Disney theme park to the other. Uh, or you can take the monorail. Oh yeah. Could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine you have a monorail in your backyard? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, finally, most of the ideas for Disney's America were pumped into Disney's California Adventure. State Fair became Paradise Pier, Family Farm became Bountiful Valley Farm, Victory Field became Condor Flats, and the Lewis and Clark Expedition became Grizzly River Run. And we all know how that wonderful thing turned out. So we were talking about protecting historic America. And so what did they protect? 
So what is at the side of Disney's America right now? It's a lot of housing. Is it affordable housing? No, no it's not. It's a bunch of McMansions. And the freeways are still a massive mess. So a lot of rich people are very happy as they got to put some very rich housing on that site right now in Haymarket. So that's that's who that's who quote unquote won. Like I said, there are no winners in this story. <laughs> Just a bunch of terrible ideas. In the fairness, weird thing uh, had is, Disney, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, in fairness, had Disney gotten their way, a bunch of rich people would have also won. So. Well, that's yeah, what I'm like, saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. There's no winners. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would say, and I think this is my one of my biggest problems with Eisner, and this is what I was actually talking about, and this is why one of the major things that led me to the what if when it came to Paris is Land and if it worked, and it's that this man has too much of a massive fucking ego right. to... I would have I would have gone to these guys and tried to break bread with them. If you listen to anybody who like does business, they will say that collaboration over competition nearly every if you can do it. And they should have I mean, if these are all land developers, break bread with them. Say that, hey, you are we have a whole entire shopping district. We're thinking of building a town in Florida. Maybe you, we can break bread with you guys. Like this is a guy who legit just went to different places and would say that, huh, I think Disney can do this. Too, I think Disney can do this too. And what mm-hmm. always messes up in Michael Eisner's face is that he never gets anybody who knows about that business to run it. He just thinks that he can. That's why Disney Interactive closed. Yeah. That's why we never got. That's why that State Fair thing that he did closed. The wanting to the whole Disney Kids Club like um mm-hmm. like uh, Chuck E. Cheese closes. It was Club Disney, right? Yeah, Club mm-hmm. Disney. He never gets somebody who really knows what they're doing, or at least partners up with somebody at least right. what we can say about Iger is he partners with somebody slowly to he partners with somebody and then slowly tries to pull them in and consumes them but at the very least he gets somebody who knows what they're doing and that's something that even Walt did where he would invite companies down to help them out with certain things and I just think the problem that Michael Eisner suffered and one of the biggest things that killed this and like many other things is his massive ego and him not being able to be like well maybe somebody knows better than me mm-hmm. yeah that's no, the biggest failure of the disney decade is mm-hmm. his ego right and that that, that is that is completely correct i mean they make bad bets like with paris they they build a bunch of yeah. hotels and uh they completely mismanaged the response I, again it's just it's it's definitely ego for sure riding high and thinking you can do no wrong and yep. that's a huge problem and Eisner really really got in his own way like really sounded very you know stuffy and just kind of um I just get like very careless remarks of him and he tries to punt it all to Bob Weiss and it's like, no, you you said some pretty dumb stuff as well that you shouldn't have and they used against you. And I I mean, I hate to say it, but you really did get played. It's, it's kind of the reverse of what's going on right now. If, um, DeSantis in Florida, where Disney is very gladly playing DeSantis like a violin. Yeah. Uh, the uh, complete opposite happened in the 90s with Eisner and, uh, you know, protect uh, historic America and with Disney's America. Uh, but uh, the time has come to ask, what if? What if Disney's America was built? This, uh, 
This is one of the craziest ideas to think about because I I honestly think that this could be I know it's uh, it's 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 easy to say oh they're too big to fail. I actually think this might have failed. Oh, it would have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would have yeah. yeah. yeah, been I, another Epcot situation. It it would be like Disneyland Paris. It's like if you if you well, I think, think it would have been worse than that. Yeah, I would I think, think it would have been worse than, worse than Go ahead. Well, no, sure. I, it would have been worse than Paris insofar that, like, Disney, just like Paris, is banking on proximity to a popular, uh, populous location to potentially Paris. be their, uh, <laughs> their, I have a lot of P's there, to be the uh, way that they can actually <laughs> win this battle and make the money. But unlike Disneyland Paris, which already de emphasized character for the sake of the art and potentially bit Disney in the ass, this would have basically nothing. Uh, like, like Jalen is saying, you know, Epcot opening with no characters. Mm-hmm. At the very least, Epcot was down the street from Magic Kingdom. Yeah. This is in the middle of Virginia in an area that has no real airport that close. I guess you have the two in D.C., mm-hmm. um, but you're driving 40 minutes out of D.C. to get to this place. Right. And your offers are like historical recreations you can see literally down the street. Um, maybe a Muppets ride and California screaming. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if I, yeah, yeah the a pretty, little bit pretty later. much, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. More or less. So it's like, what if this was built there would be a big plot of land that said this used to be disney's america and now it's like Whoa. a mall it would be six flags <laughs> new orleans well disney I... would own this real estate and i imagine they would just convert it to some something much more aligned with how, what we expect well, from so you disney think nowadays. you think they would keep the site i mean sure i, I yeah. go ahead Jalen. oh no keep going you're on a roll no i mean i think that like is D- disney's not really one to swallow their their pride like that. I suppose they abandoned yeah. a couple of Disney quest ideas, but they'd have mm. a massive plot with a bunch of infrastructure. They'd never I, close I the park. See, I, I mean, I think that like, I think it's much more likely that Disney would say, okay, this didn't work, but we've got a bunch of really neat properties like Star mm-hmm. Wars and animation. Let's just there gut we all go. Of this is what I was waiting for. Convert I the slave quarters at... into like Tatooine or something. It's like, oh my God. Actually, it, it, that's a horrible thing to say, but it, it actually does. It is worth pointing well, there out. Were there were slaves there. Yeah, there you go. It's like the, but it, it and is they worth can Skywalker out. experience. That's it. You get to live with Watto. Uh, it's anti Semitic too. Too now, yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's a pod oh, cast. It's a pod race t- ride, and no, but actually, it's, that's a <laughs> very American experience. <laughs> it's a vaguely relevant point. Is like, let's say you blunder Disney's America, and you have a theme park that features slavery. Native Americans, immigration, and industrialization. What the fuck do you do with that? (laughs) It's not like Hollywood Studios where you can gut it and put a Star Wars ride. It's It's like there's always paint over. Yeah, not easy to paint over your exactly. You can't paint over your slavery experience with like a Frozen ride or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's just not. It doesn't seem like it's going to work out. So I don't know. Do you guys think that they were going to have to bulldoze and start over? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my in my mind, while we were listening, like when I was just listening to you and looking at all the concept art, in my head, I automatically was like thinking of characters that would take over certain spots of this sure. this park, taking over, and because that's exactly what they've done with every other park. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it. The closest one to me that I can think of that they started putting characters in is Epcot, where Epcot, and that's just been happening since like '84. And yeah. DCA is the same way where DCA has slowly become more and more characterified 
as the years go on. So I think Disney's America would have, we would have seen a stronger Pocahontas mm-hmm. presence there, probably. I can see State Fair easily becoming like Pixar Pier, just Pixar yeah. Fair. Or better yet, I could see it Toontown Fair, just like how they did over here, except better, which is the bar is not that high to begin with. Mm-hmm. Although, rest in peace to the homie Toontown Fair. Miss you every day, bud. But um, <laughs> you also get, you know, the, the Civil War reenactment. I can automatically tell you right now that Civil War fort that is up against the water will become a part of the Caribbean thing. Oh, nice. Yes, you are completely accurate on that. And then next thing you know, just the lagoon becomes a world of color. I can Mm. see like if they did go with the New Orleans thing that if they did put Splash Mountain here, it would be Tiana. Word is Bond. Mm -hmm. You already know that's that's where it's going to go. So in my head, I can even see a greater point of having Avengers Campus here. Hell, I Mm -hmm. think Avengers Campus would actually work quite well here, to be honest. America. Reusing a lot of these old buildings and just putting in this, like how the DCA thing is. Yeah, I think it's a this would slowly become characterified very like just slowly over time. The family farm thing, like you guys said, with Chicken Little, Home on the Range, even though it didn't do it that good, I can see (laughs) that if this thing was flopping, they would shove Home of the Range in there. Like, there's so many things that. I see them doing or to it's tough this. to be a bug <laughs> or tough to be a bug. Honestly, I can see yeah. that happening too. Like, yeah, slowly, but surely I can see this happening. Or my other thing is if, if they do build enough land, they might just retroactively turn this into a magic kingdom park because say that this does mm-hmm. do moderate, mo- moderately well, or at least good enough to turn a little bit of a profit. But the public is like, we see what Florida and California has. Why do we not have a castle? We mm-hmm. want a castle too. Mm-hmm. So say the public does rock with this and they do like it. But at the same time, we know what everybody else is getting. We want that too. So On in the my other mind, hand, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. oh, well, in no. my mind, it's either going to be characters and they're either going to introduce characters into this park and at a castle park, or they're going to try to retroactively make this into a castle yeah. park. I was just thinking about, okay, baseball, how do we incorporate that? And I just remembered there's actually this fall on Disney Plus, they're debuting their first Pixar ever original series, Win or Lose, which yeah. is about a baseball game. I'm actually really looking forward to that one. Me I too. like the I'm really looking forward to that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Here's the reason why I don't think I'm not sure if Disney would even try. And it's because of the four months out of the year that it has to be closed. Yep. I right. think that might scare them. No, it, or the maybe well, if they did it, they would have to be it would have to be all indoors. This so what's the part, major problem with that? Just the, the snow, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Well, doesn't this Paris part, have snow too? It's uh, um Paris. I, it does, go ahead. So Paris with the Paris thing is that it does, but uh, the thing that helps is like the majority of the park is indoor attractions. So they mm-hmm. can keep a lot of it still. Open. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, no, it's concerning to me, like this whole thing. So every the, the proposition is like, look, they could turn into a castle park. They could turn into any of these fantasy areas. This is like partially true, I think. But Walt Disney World, Shanghai, Tokyo, Tokyo is a, a bit of a rough one, but um, most of their parks are in particularly uh, very good locations for like true. massive crowds. Mm-hmm. Disneyland's rough, but Disneyland's grandfathered in. I, have either of you been to Virginia or to DC, like anywhere near it? I have been DC. Well, hold yes. on. 
<laughs> hold on, hold on. Florida was nothing before they showed up here. That's true. That's you true. have to remember that. Florida was nothing, but you think that they came down here and you had Erlo Bronson in 92 was just booming? No, that That's came true. afterwards. So I think that would be another thing that people would probably, which I'm surprised it didn't go from that angle. Go to 192. Go to Orange Blossom tra- Trail. Ain't nothing sweet there. It's not right. the best looking place. Okay? Right. I, I think that, is, that would have been one of my large, major arguments. That is a large thing of what they were doing to the Haymarket and Haymarket was really into it. The problem was, yeah, the Haymarket, the the town was really, really into it. But the it was just everybody else who was like, How dare you build it on our battlefields? How dare you know you try to like do you know try to represent history? And it's like nobody that actually lived in Haymarket was really that against it, it was just people on the outskirts who didn't want a major tourist attraction to go in there. And a bunch of rich dudes were like, we want to build houses on that land. But that's in the case that they build Disney's America. Like to me, mm-hmm. Disney's America is not, it's not like Disney quest. It's not one building, but it's certainly yeah. not a castle yeah. park. Right. I don't think that yeah. you would see the massive revolution of Orlando and Florida in the, you, I don't think you'd see a revolution the same way. That being said, if Disney was like, we built Disney's America, it blows. Nobody likes it. You your your options for building a bigger, more character focused park are severely limited because like Virginia is sucks. It's empty. It's not accessible. It's not especially near D.C. It's 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 more of a, a pain in the ass to get anywhere. I think that they would ultimately be faced with a huge issue where the financial burden of having to redesign the entire area around a Disney park would be a nightmare. And maybe Disney mm. was different in the 90s, but like Disney of the today would probably completely destabilize parts of Virginia. It's it's just it's not a tourist destination. Right. Um it's like building it in it's Boise. Not built for that. Right. Yeah, it would, mm-hmm. it would require it would like, a massive to. redevelopment. Do you think like yeah. the area would sustain a bigger Disney park, like a bigger one uh, I, with characters and, and hotels? And well, with Washington D.C. not too far away from it, which has a huge tourist destination, I could easily see just like how people come to Orlando and go over to Tampa for Bush Gardens. Mm-hmm. I can see the same thing happening. If Dis- I mean, Disney's a huge draw. Disney enough is a huge brand where I can see that it could pull some interest, but it just depends on how good this park is, too. Where I- Every theme park that Disney opens is going to have some initial interest, but if it's not actually something that proves that, hey, okay, this... This is going to be like in my, I guess I'll start the opening thesis to my thing, which is it has to be fun. But if it's fun enough and people are riding to come back and they don't even care about the subject matter so much, but that it is actually fun and entertaining and a good hang and a good spend of money, people will come to it. I think people will come to it. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, then it's just going to be a DCA situation. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. you're, You're right. I don't and, think any park Eisner opened did good. Oh my god! I don't think any of the parks that Eisner has ever opened did good ever. Uh, Mom, Hong Kong no, Disneyland? No, uh, he did. He did open Disney MGM. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. And, you're right. Yeah, the two Disney World parks he did open and did Animal right. Kingdom. Well, yeah. Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Animal Kingdom. Only only reason people went to Animal Kingdom is so they bought that extra day for twenty dollars. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's there. true. That's the yeah. only reason why people went to Animal Kingdom. Nobody it's was checking out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nobody was checking out Animal Kingdom until 2015. Let's 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 keep it a buck. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Disney <laughs> Nobody MGM, was that, that was legit. That was legit successful right off the bat. MGM so. was great. MGM yeah. did do good. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but the thing is, and and uh, oh, and Tokyo Disney Sea. My bad. Oh uh, yeah, but can we really credit Eisner with that? It's under I him, know. I guess. Yeah. I guess <laughs> it's like when you get a super. It's like when you get those bonus stars in Mario Party. You really yeah. didn't do much, but it's like here, yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Here's your, here's he your, here's your participation. His yeah, it's his participation trophy. Right, it's true. <laughs> so the problem with this all is that Eisner never wanted to build a castle park on okay. this land because he true. wanted it. He wanted it to be a smaller park euro disney is ballooning in cost that's that's all they're searching for they're searching for something cheap and then eisner falls in love with this idea of being huge edutainment and i don't think he if he wanted to build a castle park he would have done it in texas yeah you're right he would have done it somewhere that he did year round but the, the appeal was that it was cheap of course as it got more elaborate, it got more expensive. And that's why and then with the opposition, then they pulled back and they made it a small thing, but it wasn't enough to have happen. And I don't think even if it was built and they they, they were like, this is a failure. I don't know if their uh, thing would be like, well, I guess we got to bulldoze it and build an actual theme park that people want to go to. I think they just abandoned it. <laughs> I, that's my honest to God thought. That they just abandoned it because they don't want to build one of their premier parks in this area anyways. They wanted it to be always something different. So yeah, I'm I'm staking this on Disney's America if built would have been on video cameras that we would have seen. It might yeah. have lasted. I think it would have it might have lasted three years and then 9-11 would have killed it. No, I don't mean yeah. literally. I think it would have oh doomed it. Uh well no. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't think that no. I think nine eleven is what saves this part. Oh, if, like American oh, patriotism. Patriotism. Yeah, that's how, a good point. That's a good point. Motherfuckers <laughs> was selling freedom fries. Yeah. Motherfuckers <laughs> 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 was selling freedom fries. They had you remember those? You remember those propaganda um, oh, yeah. Disney Channel commercials? Oh, like, I, I um, saw those in that. You had to fuck land. <laughs> America came together like butt cheeks when when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like on page. Everybody was like, everybody came together. That was the first mm-hmm. time I seen everybody come together, except for Muslim and Arab people, because we just started beating up on them, which was <laughs> right. terrible. Jesus Christ. So, so you're saying we would have seen Toby Keith in Disney's America singing about how he's going to put a boot in there out their ass like the fact that like Disney would capitalize on it. What do mm. you mean? Disney, and this is Eisner too? Eisner would have saw the dollar signs and been like, this is my moment. This is when oh. I can come back and bring this park back because now there's all this jingoistic mm. enthusiasm in the air. It's Now is the time for Disney's America. <laughs> and then 10 years down the line, people would have been sick of it and they would have just started throwing characters at it. Like yeah. that's what have been. <laughs> we would have found out that, you know, most Moana is going into oh, the, the God, old fort. Twitter discourse. 
<laughs> I just, hey, look, look, I just don't trust nobody with the last name Show no more. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. yeah, no, I think I think 9-11 wouldn't have killed this park. I think 9-11 with how crazy, like the with, you know, the whole Bush thing and Bush ran on fear. He ran on American jingoistic, you know, ideology, which is why he got his second terms. This is just That's like it, it was for the first Y'all remember, y'all lived through the first bit of the Iraq war and how big we were huge mm-hmm. on that. Oh, no, and you're, now you're, you, you're completely correct. This would have blown up, like, ironically, the world trade. Like, it would have... <laughs> sorry, that was a Biggie Smalls. That was a Biggie Smalls. That was a Biggie Smalls reference. And he's referencing the first time the bomb went off, not the second time. Yeah, the 93 okay? one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's interesting. It would be it would be funny if it closed in 2000 instead of like two years later and then they missed the chance on the 9-11 revitalism. Um, yes. Yeah. They would have. I just imagine that they would have closed it in like 99 and 9-11 happens and like we still got to land. Everything's still open. Pull it yeah. up. <laughs> Pull it up. We're getting the band back together. Right. Like. <laughs> Tormund, I do have to ask, could you see yourself visiting Disney's America a lot? Oh, I, a lot? <laughs> um, it, if it was built, I mean, like, because I like Disney, I would have gone. You I know lived my, so by. You live by. When I it was, was younger, it would have been the closest Disney theme park to you. Yes, that's right. When I was younger, I remember my father, who's much more into Disney than I am. He was always like bitter, not like bitter because of what was in the park. It was we were all in agreement that like this park was crap and probably racist, but that there could have been like a Disney World near home, right? And that mm-hmm. was the feeling. So like with regard to, yeah, I'm sure I would have gone many times, but like nowadays would i have intentionally went in its current in a in the state of the concept art probably not mm-hmm. it's like how if you boil it down to education there's only so many times you can go there's only yeah. so many times you can especially if you're not visiting like a real place um yeah i don't think it would be like at the top of my list but mm-hmm. would i have went a bunch of times sure i'm a chill i'll pay the money it's I'm on a right. podcast talking about Disney rides. It's like, yeah. What kind of question is that? Like, of course, I, I have ultimately no principles, and I would have gone. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be wearing my glow with the show ears as they destroy the, the Mary Lamont. The, the Mortar Man, the Man. That's right. God, I'm thinking about the Nat Turner. Imagine just being in the Nat Turner Slave Rebellion reenactment, and your Magic Band Plus is going crazy. That's oh. right. Yeah, it looks like uh, they the you see Sherman's march as they kill all the Confederates and <laughs> you have Man, like you know, little, I really my like Disney your little Disney apps going off that your reservation at the there's... Chicken Little restaurant is yes, that's right you you have to get into the boarding groups for the uh, that's the right your experience your boarding groups for yeah, that everybody's horrible. like everybody's like cheering yeah I got in. <laughs> Oh my God! Remember <laughs> when people were crying coming back to Disney after COVID? Oh God! <laughs> you think people they come back to Disney's America? Honestly, I think that Disney's America. The thing that Disney doesn't recognize, and I don't know why, and I don't know if it's just because they don't have enough people on their Imagineering team in the '90s from the East Coast, but people would have went to this park and lapped up the Confederacy. Like that would have mm-hmm. been the yep. that was why they would go. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think yeah. I've said this a hundred times, but there would be no. This is not ed- uh, entertain uh, education, right? 
you're essentially, honestly, in some incredibly dangerous way, you're creating a bunch of rides where people can go watch badass Confederates fight. Exactly. Not that the Confederates would win, but that like unintentionally politicizing it, and that's the thing. Yeah, you're going to be political from the start. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you're you're unintentionally politically ratcheting it up to higher levels because it was always going to be like that and that was never their intention their intention was well this is just history and it's like well unfortunately history is still relevant today you can't just pretend that these aren't that these 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 issues rest nowadays and can be looked upon it as like kind of quaint memories that's not how it works at all if they built this park they would have to Disneyfy it, right? Because if we're already seeing fallout from Hall of President, a little negative A ticket attraction, or American Adventure, which people either fall asleep at or just roll their eyes at, and that's not very much well received, or Mr. Lincoln, which just sits dormant alone for most of its lifespan nowadays, it's going to be something. And now you have this sort of politically charged era that we're in where it's it's something that there's a lot of contention with a lot of this stuff and a lot of this history stuff that they've built is just completely inaccurate given the facts that we know today Mm -hmm. and just perpetuating that in a giant theme park that to deal with these things no they can barely keep they don't even know what to do with the three attractions that they have that are american based yeah. Let alone an entire theme park, they would immediately Disneyfy the crap out of this and strip away all of the historical nature of it. It would be yeah. what DCA is now, which it has nothing to do with California outside of like maybe two rides. True, right, right. Like they would ha- they would pull away from it, and that's DCA, which didn't really talk about California history that deep. Imagine one that actually does pick up the mantle of saying we want to tell America's story. Me, Jalen Harvey, a black man in America. No, the hell you don't. Um, y'all don't want no. Y'all don't want that smoke. Yeah, y'all don't want to do that. Well, okay. I think I think this. You've already both said it. Uh, build it or not, I'm guessing. Uh, no, no, and me personally, I would like to step. Like I would like to take a curtain of the multiverse. And I would like to grab a copy of that Muppets immigration film. (laughs) And I would like to have that. And then I would fold back the multiverse and go, nope, I don't need anything else. So, no, (laughs) I'm going to not build it uh, at all. Well, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with what you. you, you Because I'll say this. uh, If you strip back, if you did some editing, you edited out some of the boring stuff and also edited out the offensive stuff, Mm -hmm. you'd be left with like two things but if you move that (laughs) if you move that to like florida or or move it to a different park i i one idea that i always thought was interesting we've talked about it a little bit a while ago is uh edison square yes uh, disneyland and i think there's i mean liberty square in in uh walt disney world i think i like uh it aesthetically i think that it's generally just pretty boring you could do something interesting with this if you do it carefully 
if you avoid being purely educational, because that's just a pitfall, and if you pick and choose your battles, or at least mm-hmm. try to do things in a more focused storytelling way. I mean, I think that's generally how Disney's approaching diversity in general nowadays, is by mm-hmm. promoting voices instead of yeah. just like capturing other people's identities. Right? And trying um, to do it themselves. Exactly. Right. So I think that if you did, if you tried this, again, very, very carefully, because it's really no more offensive if done properly than Frontierland and Liberty Square. Now, someone can make an argument that those two are also very offensive, and I would be open to hearing that. Um, but I think that like there are interesting things going on here. Visually, there's some neat architecture, but in Virginia, I, I don't... And as it, in its current state, I guess then I would say I'm not that yeah, interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly talking about the 90s Disney America in Virginia. Yeah. Then no. Yeah. I... <laughs> So just piggybacking off what Dorman said, I agree with that sentiment a lot, what he was saying. So my whole reason why I hate Liberty Square, outside of Haunted Mansion, I don't really care for anything there. The food's not that amazing. I mean, Frontierland's the better thing. I mean, you have the Lily Bell there there that you can ride, sure, but like you just can that just takes you over to the better side of the riverbank. It's nothing like especially with Frontierland being on the other side with two biggie ticket attractions. It's something that to me it's just boring and that just makes its offensiveness even more as a colonial town like it doesn't just make as opposed to something like new orleans square new orleans square i mean new orleans was the walmart of slavery like they have mm-hmm. so much trouble like they've always had racial issues they've i mean there's a giant plantation house there for god's sakes yeah it's something that it's like it, the, given the history of New Orleans, given what attract what the attraction like the main attractions facade looks like, given that they have a pirate attractions which also are terrible people and enslavers and rapists and murderers, it's it has so much that's going against it. But the reason why I love Liberty Square, why it's my favorite land next to Toontown and Disneyland's park, is the fact that. Aside, like, even with all of that going against it, it's 100% pure fun. It's mm-hmm. pleasant to be in. It's enjoyable. And it's almost like the, the old adage of, like, anything is funny. You can make anything funny. You just need to try hard enough. Mm-hmm. I think you can make damn near anything fun to the point where people can ignore all of the abhorrentness about it. I mean, Adventureland is inherently terrible. It's about the age of exploration. It's a, yeah. it's looking at it through a very like white colonial, yeah, white colonial land base. Like I, again, I lived in, in I lived down here going to Bush Gardens with the giant colonial house here. It was called the Colonial right. House for years. It was mm-hmm. the name of the of the park was the Dark, dark Continent. For Christ, yeah, yeah, for Christ's sake. But you throw in Kumba and it's like yo, and the beer garden is like yo, let them cook. Like I feel like <laughs> the problem that I have with Disney's America is that a lot of it isn't fun, mm-hmm. and I feel like you can make anything fun. For years, people loved Splash Mountain until we realized how abhorrent it truly, really was. And it's because we were so busy laughing and having a good time, we forgot about the racism. It's just. It's one of those things that I think you can make anything fun as long as you put the time in. And Liberty Square is a perfect example of taking a truly abhorrent place and making it like just fun to be in. 
I mean, New yeah. Orleans may seem nice and Mardi Gras and everything like that. Let Lil Wayne and Master P tell you, it ain't sweet over there in, in, in NOLA. It ain't sweet over there. Mm-hmm. It's it's racist. It's highly racially charged. It's always been that that's still that slavery era mindset is still there because of how ingrained slavery is into that town and into that like into that area in that city. But you throw in, heck, the first real attraction that's going to fix some of that thing wrong is Tiana. And it's Tiana, she bought a slave mine and turned it into an employee-owned cooperative. That's boss lady moves right there. Mm-hmm. That's black girl <laughs> magic. Like it's So I can definitely see something like that being done with a, Disney's America long-term when you have American citizens such like you can have certain American citizens that come over and heck they might even branch out and start doing other because America isn't just the United States you can branch out and do other countries as well and just tell stories that focus on the success stories of America and overcoming the ugliness of America as opposed to just showing it plainly and flatly which as we all have seen these past few years mm-hmm. it ain't it ain't it mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, so I'm guessing that's pretty much a no for the Disney's America 90s. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe run it back in a few years, baby. Run it back in a few years. You got the characters for it. Run it back. All right. All run right. Run it back in a few years. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, this has been going on a while. Uh, thank you so much for everybody who has uh, listened to both of these episodes. And uh, once again, I want to thank Jalen so much. This was such a great episode. Thank you so much for coming um uh do you want to plug anything before we uh head on out uh yes first off i want to say thank you guys again i listen to you guys all the time i really do i really do rock with your podcast Mm -hmm. i love it to death thank you for letting me cuss at least you won't let me do that in her show and (laughs) she won't let me say and the e-tick report won't let me say the n-word so i'm glad i was able to come on here have a good time although i don't think i hit my n-word quota for this episode for either of these you still have a couple minutes and uh no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna I already did Negroes. I did the soft. I did the soft in Did the soft in work. But yeah, no. Um, thanks for letting me come on. Thanks for. Um, right, let me go ahead and plug my shows. Uh, podcast for all things mostly Disney. I call it App Fat BMD. A P F A T BMD. I'm going to start doing episodes of that again now that work has settled. And I also do a Tick Report and Attraction Showdown. All three of which are active and will be dropping episodes throughout the year. And I believe we have an attraction showdown coming up next week, talking about both of the Poseidon's Fury. Rest in peace to the homie. It is, um, yeah, I think that's all a nigga got to say. All right. Well, see, I snuck it in there. There We shall avenge you, Taylor. Uh, anyways, uh, we will be back in two weeks. Um, thank you so much for your uh, patience as we get these episodes out. Uh, but in the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UnbillPod. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail and Ryan Dorman at Open the Dorman. Feel free to email us at UnbillPod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you can find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. If you don't like us, thank you for listening to Pod Save America. I'm John Favreau. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>